It's Friday, September 13th, 2019, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Rollerson. It's the start of a new school year, and kids all over the state are getting back into their classroom routine. For dozens of schools in western Pennsylvania, that means getting outside the classroom and into the local watershed. The Creek Connections program, now in its 25th year at Allegheny College, gives students a hands-on experience studying the ecology of waterways in their own backyard. As Pittsburgh-area educator for Creek Connections, Laura Branby travels from school to school, working with students and providing teachers with watershed education resources they'll use throughout the year. She also runs the Creek Camp program over the summer. On her latest trip through Pittsburgh, Laura stopped by the Peck office to tell me more about Creek Connections. Here's our conversation. Our baseline program is a school program, and it is a school year program where teachers choose to be part of the program. They choose a site along a waterway, so it has to be moving water, but it can be a creek, it can be a river, it can be a small stream. And about once a month, they get out with water chemistry tests that Creek Connections provides, do water chemistry of that creek to determine whether or not it's healthy, and we're right there helping right along with them all year long, about once a month through the school year. And then in April, there's a student research symposium where they bring their students and students bring projects, and they interact with a whole lot of other environmental professionals at that get-together. That's our school year program. And you're Pittsburgh-based, but this is a a wide-ranging program. Can you give me a sense of the footprint of Creek Connections? So we're based out of Allegheny College up in Meadville. We work within a reasonable drive of that. So we don't have any specific limits, but usually within an hour, hour and a half of our base in Allegheny College is where we started. When they added me down here in the Pittsburgh area, it's about the same for me. So about an hour, an hour and a half from where I live, which is north of Butler area, it really is all of Allegheny County and then surrounding areas. So I get into each of the counties that borders around Allegheny County. Because uh, Allegheny College is sort of home base, I, I take it that French Creek figures pretty pretty centrally in this? More than pretty centrally, okay. yeah. When we started, we actually were called the French Creek Environmental Education Program. Uh-huh, okay. So a totally different name, but as we grew and grew outside of the French Creek watershed, we changed our name. So we started out with schools just up in the Allegheny County, or Allegheny College, sorry, Meadville area. We added schools in the Pittsburgh area pretty quickly because Allegheny College students said, hey... My high school that I attended in Pittsburgh, I have a teacher that would love to be a part of this program. Could they do it too? We have water down there. So we added some schools down here in the Pittsburgh area, and then they added me. So we added more and more schools down here. So what's special about French Creek and what lessons have been learned that made it possible to kind of expand and adapt to these other local watersheds? French Creek is the most biodiverse waterway that we have in the state I've heard other things beyond that. I can't quantify that. So I don't want to say too much more than that, but it is a really big deal when you talk about biodiversity. So all the different kinds of living things in French Creek, more than any other creek. Not that you can't find the things in other creeks, but you can't find them all in the same creek as you can in French Creek. So it was a very big deal when they started the program to introduce the people that live in that area to the fact that they have this treasure right there in their backyards, not just the creek all of the creeks that lead into the creeks, so the entire watershed. So finding out why is it such a big deal, how do we take care of it so it stays a big deal and we don't lose it and say, you know, we had this amazing thing once upon a time, we'd like to keep it that way. So we started out with French Creek and then we said, 
not only can we teach other people about French Creek, but we can also teach them about the creeks in their community as well. So this runs throughout the school year. Yeah. So uh, walk me through the curriculum. How does it proceed? So that's one of the crazy things about Creek Connections is we don't have a curriculum. Because we work with students all the way from fifth grade up through 12th grade, our aim is to get this information about the healthy watersheds and how important it is and how do you tell whether or not it's a healthy watershed. Make it as easy as possible for teachers to bring that information to their students. And every teacher has a different thing that they're trying to focus on in their classroom. A fifth grade teacher is going to treat it differently than a seventh grade teacher. It's going to treat it different than a general biology teacher, definitely different than an AP environmental science teacher. So at Creek Connections, we work really hard to make sure that we have the tools to make it as easy as possible for them to bring that into their students. What are some of the tools that you, that you provide them with? So water chemistry kits. We make sure that every teacher that participates us, with us throughout the school year has an entire bin full of those kits that lives in their classroom. So anytime they want to work with them, they can. But if we know ahead of time, I'm right there with them here in the Pittsburgh area. In the northwest part of the state, it's usually an Allegheny College intern, and I can talk to you more about the interns that we have here in the Pittsburgh area that we've picked up as well. But we're right there with them. They do water chemistry testing with these kits, so every one of the schools uses the exact same kits. When we talk about science projects and scientific method, we want to make sure that we're all using the same procedure so we can compare things, so we're all using the same kits. The other tools that we bring in from time to time when we can get them out into the creek we bring big yellow kick nets. We put the kids down into the creek, kicking around, disturbing the little critters down there, catching what they can find, looking at the biological health of the creek. So we can look at the chemical health of the creek with the chemistry kits. We can look at the biological health of the creek with those kick nets and other tools that we bring in to talk about it. And then we have all kinds of other experiments and activities and experts that we bring in to talk about other ways that we can assess the health of the creek. I, I have found as a parent that there's nothing kids love more than stomping around in a creek. And I keep expecting that at some point they're going to hit the age where that's no longer fun for them. But we're not there yet. Do you, have you found that there is a ceiling on creek stomping as like a, a top recreational activity? I've done it with senior citizens and they love it. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Everyone loves it. And their favorite things usually crayfish, mm-hmm. yeah, crayfish, okay. crawdad, mug bug, whatever you want to call it. That's usually the favorite thing. What can you learn from playing with crayfish? Not too much, unfortunately. (laughs) The main thing that you can learn is that the creek is able to support the health of a crayfish, but at least that gets them excited about things that live in the creek. And then we can go from there and start introducing them to the things that really do show healthier creeks and say, okay, well, now that you know that that's there, now let's look for these other things that are a little smaller, not so easy to find. And guess what? They need to have really healthy water to survive. And if we can find them in your creek, look at what you can learn about your creek. Generally speaking, like what indicators are you seeing out there? How healthy are the creeks that you're working in? It really varies. It really varies. I think that people are surprised that most of the creeks and waterways in the Pittsburgh area are healthier than they think. But every once in a while, we run into one that runs alongside a sewage line. Mm -hmm. Those aren't quite as healthy. In fact, I was next to one the other day looking for a site for a new school that's going to be joined. It's not a new school. They're going to be new to Creek Connections. And I had my puppy with me and I said, can't let that puppy into the creek. <laughs> but that's pretty unusual. Most of the creeks around here are quite healthy, and we find a lot more living things in them than most people expect. How do you find that kids 
sort of metabolized that information and that experience? Do they become concerned? Do they become, you know, do they think more about water quality and so on? Which, of course, is why we do Creek Connections, that that's always the hope is to get the kids really excited about it, get them talking about it, get them home talking about it at the dinner table. They're a lot more likely to talk about that crayfish that they picked up or that mayfly nymph that they saw or the salamander that they saw when they were down at the creek than they are about the math problem that they did yesterday. I love math, so I'm really not pushing <laughs> anything against math. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but it, it brings that home so that then hopefully not only do the kids grow up to understand that their actions impact the world around them, but that they're sharing that information at home as well. And what I find, because I work with so many different ages, is when I see them a couple of years later and I start talking about the fact that they've seen me before, First of all, they're not so sure. And then when I say, do you remember getting into the creek and the big yellow nets, their eyes light up and they remember and they start telling me all the things that they found. So it sticks with them for a long time. This program has been going long enough that I wonder if you've had students that have been through it go on to uh, study or work in like biology related fields. So many different fields. (laughs) So many different fields. So I told you that we have interns that work with us at Allegheny College. Those interns work with us for four years. They're Allegheny College students, so they really get to know the information by the time they get to the end of that fourth year. Some of them have gone on to become teachers, which is amazing. So they're taking that into the classroom and working with school students. We have uh, veterinarians. We have college professors that are doing the same thing. These are students that were college students that are now college professors. Um, We said that there was more than just the regular Creek Connections school program to the things that we do at Creek Connections. One of those is a Creek camp. There is a girl that graduated, finished up at Creek camp. So she was a high school student when she joined us. She is now has a doctorate in uh, archaeology. How cool is that? (laughs) Still scientific, still doing lots of really cool things. We don't track all of them. So I don't know what all of them are doing and the list, but the list is extensive and they are all over the country. And I hear back from the ones that really are involved in anything that's related to what we do because they're so excited to share that information with me. So obviously, as you said, really the the point is to to get kids out there, get them engaged, get them learning and so on. It's really about them. But I wonder at the same time, if you've got this army of little junior scientists out tromping around and gathering samples and studying them, is are they providing some value back to the academic community? Is there a scientific value to, to the research that they're doing or is it just mostly an activity for them? So it's never just an activity. It's all about education and it's all about increasing their knowledge and increasing their awareness of the world around them. Is it research? I think that in a general sense, we'd get a lot of baseline data. I'm not certain that we could carry that through in a really research sort of thing where you're counting on numbers because I don't want to lose the excitement of being at the creek and learning everything to insist that all of the numbers are absolutely accurate all of the time. We are dealing with 5th through 12th grade students, and most of them do an amazing job. It's really incredible at how close they are. That information that we can get through baseline data so that we know what happened, we've been doing this for nearly 25 years. We have some information that's nearly 25 years old. Think about what has been happening around the Pittsburgh area in the past 25 years, just Pittsburgh area, not counting all of Western Pennsylvania. But what has been happening to the world, the land around the waterways? Lots of development. That's number one. Getting in and looking for natural gas is all around our area. That's number two. 
Um, there are lots and lots of other things, too. And you can't go back in time. I talk to kids about this all the time. I said, if we could invent a time machine and go back in time and be able to look at that data, that'd be amazing. But we can't. So let's get it now. <laughs> There's no time like the present. Let's get it now. Let's get that information. Is it absolutely positively super scientific data? Probably not. But okay. it's still much more than what we had before. if we have nothing. I wonder if you like have you have you noticed anything just anecdotally out there that you might not have picked up on if it wasn't your you know your day job every day yeah. <laughs> every day so I am probably one of the few people that when I cross a bridge in Pittsburgh and you know that we are the city of bridges oh, yeah. we have many more than any other place in the world uh, that I am the one that's looking underneath to see what the creek looks like what the river looks like how high is it what color is it how fast is it moving how much debris is in it I look at all those things every single time I think a lot of people around here just cross the bridge but what have I noticed as I said earlier I think there's a lot more life in the water than what people expect there to be I have not seen big changes in the waterways in negative impacts that's for sure I think that people people pay more attention to them. I think people are more careful. I certainly see that kids are much more aware of what is happening and how they are affecting. The, they definitely understand that they have an impact on the world around them. And I think that's really encouraging. I wanted to ask you about the Hellbender because it was a big year for the Hellbender. I know students in some parts of the state were involved in that uh, designation. Did, did you have anything to do with that? Or was that what was that like to, to see that happen? So exciting. <laughs> Everybody loves uh, the hellbender. Right? I know. How can you not love a just a not very it's pretty <laughs> salamander? It's a face only a mother hellbender or a Creek Connections Creeker could love. Um, we do have them in the French Creek watershed and in French Creek, which is super exciting. They are in other parts of the state as well. And it was a group of high school students that helped to make it the Pennsylvania State Amphibian this year. They weren't Creek Connection students. They were in the center of the state, so they were part of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation, a group of high school students. They wanted to come here to the western part of the state to get state legislators familiar with it so that they would vote, hoping to get them to vote for the amphibian to be the state amphibian. So when they came over here, they said, hey, Laura, could you get us into French Creek and find a hellbender so that we can have local people come and see it and get the state people. And I said, I can't do that. <laughs> I said, so number one, they have one rock that they live under. If they're underneath that one rock and I show you where it is, even if you never come back, if there are other people there with cameras and videos, it's just not a good thing for the hellbenders. Number two, the time that you're asking me to do this is in the fall. That's reproduction time. It's really important for those hellbenders to have their mm -hmm. they're they're quiet. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they need their private time for yeah. and they need to have a chance for those eggs to be laid and for them to develop. So all of that's good. Guess what? We have a hellbender in the Pittsburgh Zoo. Oh nice, I didn't and know the that. PPG Aquarium. Yeah. So when you first walk into the PPG Aquarium, there is a tank that is made up of Pennsylvania it's a, it's a replication of a Pennsylvania native stream. So you can see trout you can also see a hellbender. So if you want to see a hellbender, go to the PPG Aquarium at the Pittsburgh Zoo. <laughs> so we had made, set up a program there, and the zoo people were kind enough to actually bring the hellbender out to work with the students that day, and they got a chance to see it. It is a well-fed hellbender salamander. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to see one, that's the best place to do it. So you have a summer camp program. I do. I have a summer camp program called Creek Camp. It's been at Allegheny College now for... 
oh my, more than 10 years. I think we've had 12 years of it that has run so far. High school students come. It is the one thing that does cost money. I can't have you come to Allegheny College for free, unfortunately. But you come and you live at the college in the dorms. Allegheny College does not have classes in the summertime. So when our campers are there, our Creek campers, they are Allegheny College students for the time that they are there. Uh, They also get credit. So they get one credit for coming and being part of it. But the things that they get to see, the people that they get to meet from all of the different organizations that work out in the environment in the French Creek watershed, second to none, including to working with the Allegheny College professors that are on campus and seeing some of the things that we can do on campus. We have a stream table on campus that's phenomenal. It's huge. And they get to see how streams are created through eons. Anyway, it's really an amazing experience. If conditions are right, they get an opportunity to see a hellbender in the creek as well. We just don't tell them where they are. (laughs) Um, So in the Pittsburgh area, we have somewhere between 20 and 25 schools that are participating in Creek Connections. Like I said, anywhere from fifth grade up through the 12th grade. They will come to the Student Research Symposium that happens at YMC Camp Conaqui, which the Conaqui is part of the Pittsburgh YMCA. So they get an opportunity to spend some time not only at this Pittsburgh YMCA camp, which is just a beautiful piece of property along the Conaquinus and Creek, but it is tons of property in all different types of ecosystems. So while they exchange information about the projects that they've created and they share them with the other schools that are part of Creek Connections and share them with all of these environmental professionals that come in. They also get an opportunity to spend time just with the environmental professionals because we split them up into groups. They spend about an hour with someone doing a hands-on activity somewhere on the camp property. On that camp property, not only is there a creek, there's fishing pond, there are lots of different kinds of trees, so we can possibly do tree things. There are spring ponds, the vernal ponds, so they get to see really amazing things in those vernal ponds. Now, not every student gets to do all of those things, but the opportunity is really tremendous to see things that you just can't see in the city of Pittsburgh. So we're, we're just at the start of another school year, and we're at the tail end of summer, and the weather here is gorgeous, could not be better. What's going on with the program like right now? What are you going to be doing in the next few weeks? What does that look like maybe in the middle of winter? Yeah, so this is the time that I'm getting in and introducing myself and Creek Connections, welcoming all of the students to part of this program because they are part of thousands of students in the western part of the state that are part of Creek Connections. It's not just them in their classrooms. So I'm going in and talking to them about that, getting their hands wet, literally wet with the water from the creek as they're doing their water chemistry tests, looking at photographs, getting them out into the creek. This is a perfect time for the teachers to get their students out into the creek with the kick nets because the water is still warm. It's not flowing very fast right now. It's not, it's very safe and it's so beautiful in the fall. So if you see me out in a park, I try to get many of the students out into parks. They definitely are out somewhere in their community with big yellow nets. Always stop by because we want to show you what else is in that creek, that it's not just not just what you see, not just the water. So stop by. We share it with anyone that happens to walk by and tell them about the things that are there. Another big thing I'll be at, and nothing like tooting other people's horns, but that's okay. This is phenomenal. Alcasan has their big open house coming up. We'll be there. We will have live critters there. So make sure you stop at the Creek Connections tent at the Alcasan Open House. That happens Allegheny in- County Sanitary Authority for our non-Pittsburgh listeners. 
that's it. It's a big one, and it is phenomenal, and we will be there. What's the best way for people to learn more about Creek Connections, for teachers to get their schools involved, if they're so inclined? So I, I we were talking about this earlier, and Creek Connections is a little confusing because it's so different from all the other programs that are out there. Take a look at our website, and I know people hate to be pushed to websites, but there's so much information there. Yeah. And you can find us at creekconnections.allegheny.edu. Not only can you see a lot about the Creek Connections program, but all of the activities that are inside those loaner modules are detailed on the site. So even if you never borrow a loaner module, you can look at the activities and get ideas of things to do and go through the whole procedures and everything. But the best thing to do is really to contact me or contact my boss, Wendy. And the easiest place to find us, you don't even have to remember our names, creek at allegheny.edu. That's rock-solid branding. It is. <laughs> it's the Great easiest thing ever. So you can find us and ask us questions. We say there's just the two of us that work there, so you don't usually lose things between the cracks. And please ask questions. We work really hard to answer questions so that other people don't have to spend their time searching all over the place. Like We know a lot of people that are super helpful. Let us do the, all that legwork for you. Well, Laura, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for telling me about what you do. I love my job, if it's, not, if it's not obvious. I can tell. And my boss loves hers, too. We really enjoy the students. We really enjoy the teachers that work for, with us, that choose to work with us. They all choose to do it as something in addition to what they're doing in their classroom. And they are amazing people. We have incredible teachers. We work in schools that are city schools. We work in private schools. We work in public schools. We work in rural schools. We work in suburban schools. And the one thing after all the years that I've done this that I find is that we have phenomenal teachers in all of those places, every single one. So if, if you're questioning what's happening in schools, if you're questioning what kids are like, the kids are amazing, the kids are excited to learn, the teachers are phenomenal. It's really encouraging to work in a place like this. Well, I hope you have a wonderful school year. Thanks. I always do. Laura Branby's Pittsburgh Area Educator and Creek Camp Director for the Creek Connections Program out of Allegheny College in Meadville. You can learn more at creekconnections.allegheny.edu. We'll have a link in the show notes for this episode at pecpa.org. That, of course, is the website of the Pennsylvania Environmental Council where you can learn all about work happening in watersheds as well as energy and climate, trails and recreation, communities, landscapes, and lots more. News from PEC and information about events happening all over the state in those areas and beyond. You can also listen to past episodes of Pennsylvania Legacies going way back to the fall of 2016 when this program debuted. All of our back catalog is available to stream at PECPA.org. We'd love it if you would subscribe to Pennsylvania Legacies using whatever podcast platform you prefer, whether you're on an Apple device or Android We've got you covered. We're on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player.fm, and yes, we are now on Spotify. You can listen to Pennsylvania Legacies there, or again, via the website, PECPA.org. We'll have another episode coming up in a couple of weeks. Until then, for the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, I'm Josh Rollerson, and thanks for listening. <laughs>